1: Insider hit this morning, brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's going to be blue. The official health care provider of the Out of Bounds Show. We welcome in Tom Luganbill, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. And Lug's Mania joins us on the Yingling Lager Guest Line. Uh, Tom Luganbill, when are you going to New Orleans to start the whole bowl prep process for the Sugar Bowl? Uh,
2: 28th. We will. Uh, our crew will get in on the afternoon of the 28th, and uh, we'll have our coaches and staff and production meetings on uh, Friday the 30th before we kick off the game at 11 a.m. Central on Saturday, 31st.
1: Okay. Uh, Desi Vegas, Seafood and Prime Steaks. And, yes. And Irene's. Two of okay. the best restaurants, not in New Orleans, two of the best restaurants in the United States of America.
2: All right, good. I'm actually jotting that down right now.
1: Okay, so I know y'all like right. to you know, break a little bread and have some good meals. Desi yep, Vegas absolutely. and Irene's, and you'll be happy. Um, I want to get into recruiting. You've led ESPN recruiting for a long time. Uh, you get to see so many players play. Uh, we're going to bounce back and forth on a couple of them that you are familiar with for MSU and Ole Miss. I'd like to start with Isaac Smith, the safety out of Fulton, Mississippi that signed with Mississippi State. They had to fight off LSU, A and M, and Ole Miss. What does Tom yeah. Luganbill know about Isaac Smith?
2: That he's a linebacker mentality playing safety. Um he's one of those really physical and rugged guys. And I'll tell you, I think I think it says an awful lot about Zach Arnett and and you know him being named the head coach uh, the defensive relationship that you know that's been created there, and for him to stick to it, you know, I, I to me that's that that's big. That sends a message, um, sends a message to the administration that at least in the interim, and and to get the, the thing kicked off, that they've, uh, they've 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 hired the right guy, and um, you know did a pretty good job at the at the junior college uh, level too uh, with this class. I think most importantly, if they continue, Bo. To stay with some form of the air raid offense, I think it's really cool that Chris Parson uh, stuck with this class. I don't know if you saw his comments this week, but I just just love them in relationship to Mike Leach and that legacy and the fact that this is the last recruiting class that Mike Leach uh, will have ever recruited, and um, they need to wear that as a badge of honor. I thought that was really, really cool this week.
1: Well, I want to piggyback off of what you just said. I I think Zach Arnett and that staff did an unbelievable job under the circumstances. And I agree with you. We had Zach Arnett on Wednesday, and he talked about what kind of person Chris Parson was to literally rally the class from the get-go when things went the wrong way. And you don't always see that. And that was a big deal. He had everybody on the group text and so on. I'm going to give you a name. You probably haven't even scouted him. I'm going to give you a name to stick in your pocket for a couple of years from now that I think is a typical Mississippi kid that's been overlooked. He's a, he's, okay. His name is Tobias Hinton out of Hattiesburg, Mississippi. He's 6'3", 215 pounds, and I think he's got an opportunity to be an absolute dude in the league. Uh, I mean, in 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 the SEC first, and so we'll just. Keep well, it my up. my good my good friend, let me let me throw some
2: information back. At okay. You. All right. Tobias Hinton uh, came to two. Of, I'm looking him up right now. I've got his track numbers. I've got uh, all of his measurables. Six foot 195. That's from. Let's see, March 21st of 2021. And he ran – he had a 25.9 vertical, 7.66 L drill, uh, 4.46 20-yard short shuttle. He wears a size 13 shoe. <laughs> <laughs> um, he has a 10.12-inch hand. And let's see, what else do we have on our boy right here? Let me read our report while we're talking about this because you got me. when you, you said, uh, I don't know if you're aware of him. Now you got my attention. All right, Uh Report written on February of 2021, Cusp Power 5 player, edge defender that looks to possess some length and good frame to develop, inconsistent, but flashes above average and sometimes excellent first step. Good lower body flexibility, gain leverage. I like his bend. Displays good functional strength, which should only improve. Displays good pursuit speed, late bloomer, that's best footballs ahead of him. There you go. That's our evaluation from him as a sophomore. What do you think?
1: Whoever wrote that up nailed it. And I think you could make a strong argument. He was a top five, top six player in the state of Mississippi, and he may emerge as one hell of a football player, either edge or outside linebacker for, for Mississippi State.
2: Um, hey, how about this? His favorite musical artist is Moneybag Yo and Big. What is this one here? I don't know.
1: I'm trying to read it.
2: His favorite food or snack is Wings. Okay. Um... I got all kind. Of, I got all kinds of video, I got all kinds of information for. Him. I got his Twitter account. I got his Instagram. I'm
1: impressed. Account. I'm impressed. There. All
2: what, right. What, what are we got to do here? I mean, come on, man. You, you know me.
1: I, uh, I got to deliver for my boy, dude. The depth and versatility. I love it. Tom Luganville Bill on the Yingling Lager <laughs> guest line. All right. Let's go over. We've already done this, but it was way. It was a long time ago. I want you to do it again. Okay. Sunterine Perkins. What do you think? Tom oh Luganville?
2: yeah, yeah. You know, the question is where are you going to play him, right? I mean, I think the thing that I, I love about him is, is he could be like that jumbo-sized movement wide receiver or outside jump ball guy. He's played as an outside linebacker slash safety. He's got great uh, physical attributes. I mean, I, I think that that's – he is big, he's athletic, he's, at, he's rangy, he's quick twitch. Um, I just think – and you've heard me say this before – the more you can do, the more valuable you are because it gives coaches more options of where to play. And let's just say you try a guy out here, you try a guy out there and it just isn't quite right. doesn't quite fit. Um, You move them into another spot. I mean, that's just, that's the value of having those big athletic
0: guys. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: And yeah, he's a big-time player, and you're right. There's no telling what all they'll do with him. Um, Aiden Williams, wide receiver out of Ridgeland, Mississippi. Ole Miss also signed him, and he's a big kid. Very talented.
2: Yes, um, I think that uh, when, when you look at the, the, the types of guys that they're getting, um, the size that they're getting, we've seen Ole Miss, right, with the 5'10", 5'11", guy, all right? And we've seen him with, you know, the, the, the bigger guys like A.J. Brown and, and even D.K. And so um, I, I think there's kind of a range in there that Lane likes to have a blend of heights in weights, all on the field at the same time, to try to create that that mismatch that you want to be able to have, and move guys around, and motion them, and shift them, and and get people isolated, particularly when you get into the red zone. Um, so again, another six foot three guy on the perimeter.
1: Tom Luganville on the Out of Bounds Show, Lugs. We've talked to you about this for years. W- when you look at what what's happening with Micah Parsons with the Dallas Cowboys and how they're using him. Do you expect yeah. that to trickle down to college when it comes to guys like Isaac Smith and Sunturin Perkins? Yeah,
2: it, I think it definitely can when they're kind of utilized as designated pass rushers and stand-up edge guys. Um, Alabama signed a guy in this class, Quay uh, Russo, who is basically the very definition of bat. He he looks like an outside linebacker, but he essentially plays the stand-up defensive end. And um, can get moved all around the defense. I, I think that though defensive linemen are so hard to come by, that what we're seeing now with some of the three-three-five stuff, um, or even some of the three-five-three stuff, is you might not have a pure defensive lineman, but you're utilizing your pass rush from the second level, and that it's a lot easier in, in, to find those guys. And there's a lot more of those guys than there is true defensive linemen.
1: Uh, Tom Luganbill on the Yingling Lager guest line. Biggest shock on signing day for Tom Luganbill? Um,
2: pro- probably how Oregon rebounded, and I, and I know that the, the Peyton Bowen flip Notre Dame backfired on him yesterday, and Peyton Bowen ends up signing with with Oregon. Excuse me, with with Oklahoma. But I just thought Dan Lanning and his plan. You know, they lose the quarterback Dante Moore. And you're thinking, oh, man, you know, that's a huge blow. He'd been committed to you for so long. What do they do? They go use an established relationship with his new offensive coordinator, Will Stein, from UTSA, who'd recruited Austin Novosad, who ended up, you know, committing to Baylor. They flip him and completely replace the quarterback on Wednesday. Then they go and they flip an LSU corner. They go and they flip another wide receiver. And – they signed Mateo Uyunglele, the defensive lineman out of California that a lot of people thought was going to sign with Ohio State. And so I, I was really impressed with Oregon's plan and Oregon's ability to finish. I thought that was really, really well done. Texas did a nice job, particularly late, closing on DeAndre Moore, getting into to flip from Louisville. That's uh, a big wide receiver target for Sark to get uh, there. there. And, and, and not a lot of, you know, Shocking surprises as far as somebody signing with somebody out of nowhere that nobody saw coming. Uh, you know, certainly we don't have a, a, a Travis Hunter situation like we had last year.
1: Uh, one more before we let you go. Um, who who got hurt the most? on? Who, who took the biggest hit on Saturday?
2: Yeah, Notre Dame lost uh, the running back. They lost Peyton Bowen. You know, weren't really able to replace him. I thought Ohio State got hurt a bit. Auburn ends up flipping a guy uh, that was committed to Ohio State. And, again, Ohio State doesn't sign Mateo Uyangalele. So it was a good class for Ohio State, don't get me wrong, but not your typical 5-7. to I think they finished at number 10 for us. But Notre Dame came into the day, and then uh, during the day, I think had some surprises that that obviously weren't favorable for them.
1: How did you see the gap between Bama and Georgia? One more, and then I know you got to go.
2: Um,
1: not significant,
2: um, but I would make an argument. I don't think enough people are talking about it. I think you can make an argument that this Alabama class is as good, if not better, than the Texas A&M class last year. And the difference, when like, when you say something like that, Damn. the difference is we've seen Alabama classes transfer over from paper champions to on-field champions.
1: <laughs> we haven't seen that for Texas A&M. <laughs> True. Uh Merry Christmas to you and your family. I don't don't know if we'll be able to catch up. Obviously, we're not on Monday or Tuesday. I don't know about next week. You and I can figure that out later, but uh, I know you're going to New Orleans. Got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Awesome football season with you. Wish you and your family a Merry Christmas. Hope you get to go to Desi Vegas or Irene's, and we appreciate it.
2: Appreciate you, man. Merry Christmas. Have a great one.
1: All right, buddy.